Hello guys, how have you been? It's your favorite Bible nerd, Anto. It's been a while. Hope you guys have been productive. Hope you've learned a skill or two. Hope you're not just sitting down and binge watching American movies. <laughs> okay, it's been a while since I came here to speak with you guys, and I've been involved in a lot of things. Trust me. And I'm happy to be to be back, basically. So uh, today we're starting a, 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 a series. We're starting a series. I've always wanted to do this, but I've been procrastinating. I've got to say from procrastination. But we're doing this. So I've prepared, and we're going to do a two-part series on a topic I call. A new reality, you know, and I know the world is going through a lot of things right now, and it might be like a new reality for us, but that's not what I'm not going to be talking about, basically. But we all know that what the, what the world is facing now, a lot of us have, in this generation and time now have not ever experienced something like this. Uh, there has been an outbreak of the flu in the world before, but everybody on the planet now, I don't think a lot of people are still alive they experienced the last one. So this one is like a new thing for this generation in the sense that, okay, this is a disruption to everything we've uh, known or we've experienced before because what is reality? Reality is basically facts that exist as, as we are human beings exist, what are the things that are true of our existence and how we exist and what are the experiences that shaped us and made us become who we are today. So that's reality for us and I know that this can, it can be warped, it can be messy and confusing for different people and different part, people live in different parts of the world have different um, experience or different view on reality but there's always this common one known generally by everyone being which is that okay we are a race of humans we have I mean different races of human beings living on a green planet trying to figure out what there is going on you understand and Reality might include for some people how harsh the water has been or how fair the water has been growing up in the environment, you the car, in the community, how progressive you can be in the world, all the terrible things that happen in the world. And reality can be jamboree of many things. But what I want us to focus on today is the reality God wants us to experience. Reality, God wants us to experience as humans in the world. The reality, God created human beings to experience how that differs from what is happening now and how we can get back into that mind frame God planned for us. So, what I'm saying is so the world is in a mess, but this mess is just one of the mess of. Many other, many other messes. <laughs> There's anything like that that has been happening. So basically, the world has 
history of his own and part of it might be the bible but we me as a christian and me as a francis as francis i mean as anto i solely depend on the word of god to be uh, my guide and my direction in explaining why the word is like this and how to move forward so today we'll be looking at how we are in a story we are in a story a continual story of the bible the bible's reality of the world is that we are created in god's image first thing the bible's reality of the world as we are is that created in god's image we sinned in Adam and Eve, we sinned, we disobeyed God. So God created this beautiful, perfect utopia where he created images of himself. This is the story you live in. I'm telling you the story we all live in now. And, we, and as people, generations have lived in for years, but some people were not able to really know what's happening around them. So they couldn't really fulfill their sin. But thank God we know. Angle, we can discuss what we are discussing today. So this is the story you are living in. The story you are living in is that you are born into a world where everything is fundamentally broken, all because Adam and Eve disobeyed God. What does that mean? It doesn't just mean oh, just because they disobeyed God, everything is messy. No, it's, it means that God, being the source of life, being the source of everything, created, made people. And people, those people look like him. Those people are supposed to reflect him. His power, his love, his generosity, his wisdom. And they were to be like mini demigods. In places in the Bible says, don't you know ye are gods? Like children of God, products, produce of God. We are inspired by the spirit of God. The very life and breath of God is inside us. So we are not ordinary beings. So we are glorified, highly exalted world rulers second to only god and we had this beautiful relationship with god in a garden in eden where we flourished and we're given dominion and we need to rule over the earth and everything in the earth and somehow we were deceived by spiritual evil we all know as the devil and we lost our birthright we lost our power to the devil our dominion over the world we lost it to the devil we lost our birthright we lost everything to the devil and we, we stopped functioning the way god created us to function we, we disobeyed god we broke protocol we went out of line we erred because we were deceived because we couldn't overcome a particular temptation a particular deception and we were stripped of this beautiful reality God made where there is no pain, where there is no depression, where there is no loss, where there is no death and we were stripped of that and the world plunged into disorder, into chaos, into brothers killing each other from the beginning, into nations being rebellious and self-serving and glorifying one another and building cities that glorified ourselves and our ideologies and building Babylons, trying to recreate a Eden, a Garden of Eden of our own version in terms of Babylons, to glorify our own name and our own self as human beings, and being inspired by spiritual evil to do evil things to the world and to one another and to the animals, you know, killing one another, sacrificing babies. Actually, when people say, ah, 
the world is getting bad what i used to think is that if you guys actually read the bible i know that the world has been as terrible as a place ever since adam and eve sinned it's just new reflection of evils we keep seeing and experience and as people and keep hearing but the world has been a terrible place for a very very long time people there are human rights now they were never human rights then you could kill anybody and get away with it killing nations killing children sacrificing them to strange evil gods idolatry having allegiance to created things objects and so on what plundered into disease and all those kind of things and opening portals for the enemy the rulers of this world to just fill this world with diseases and ways of dehumanizing human beings and not making them be the reflection of god keeping them in poverty and pain in deception in sin in evil and not even just watch his world fall into chaos without a solution god raised up men uh, that were supposed to practice and live out a righteous life that will exemplify the kingdom and the presence of God and the purpose of God in human life. But every time these human beings are able to carry out the will of God, they don't see it through. They don't always see it through. They're always breaking protocol, breaking covenants. It happened with Abraham. He was to build the family of righteousness. So from Adam, we moved, we moved, and we saw different people and what happens is that the world is going the wrong way and God selects somebody to go the right way and the person goes for a while and the person falls back into the same pattern of what is going into and there's this continuous cycle of oh we're trying to um, be human beings that God wants us to be but we are failing at it and you see that in the life of the family of Abraham to Jacob to Esau to Israel and how God saved Israel out of the bondage and called them to be his own special people just like he called Abraham to be a special person just like he called Noah to be a special family just like he called uh, Jacob to be special chosen people among the nations of rebels among the nations of rebels God picks up one family that he is going to use to show the other families of the world and other nations that this is how to live as human beings and we see these people perform well for a while but eventually most of them most of them always mess up even Moses <laughs> so we see that laws and judgments were not able to make people who God created them to be so God started making provision and prophesying and speaking through people and telling people that there will come one of you who will be able to perform and do the things you have created you to do. And that one is the one that is going to save the rest of you. And we see prophets like Isaiah prophesy and we see God make promises to people like David that that one is going to come from your line, David, because you are this, you are that. I promise that. Okay. This one, this special one is going to come, this Messiah is going to come through the line, through the Israelites, through the, the descendants of Abraham, and he's going to save not just the Israelites now, now the whole world is going to help people and show people and point people to God and show people how to really live like human beings created for the glory and the pleasure of God. And we see this person fulfilled and brought to life in Jesus Christ. We see the miraculous way 
his life happened to be he was born of a virgin we see how jesus christ lived even from the young age his zeal and his passion for the work of his father and we see jesus's life as that perfect example of what it means to be human by god's definition a life of total communion with the father adam and eve had communion with the father at the beginning they lost it jesus had constant communion with the father he never lost it there were times when the father was silent in his life but he trusted that the father was always with him through it all We saw how Adam and Eve disobeyed God, how the children of Abraham disobeyed God, how the Israelites disobeyed God severally after they've had a covenant with God, after they've chosen to live like people of God so that other nations can see. We see how they broke those rules and those values, those, those kingdom values that set them apart as examples. Jesus Christ never disobeyed the Father, never did anything out of the will of the Father. He was that perfect human being that was created by the Father, the perfect image of God. Jesus is the restored perfect image of God. Come down to die for our sins. Jesus Christ lived as we should have lived. He lived a life of selflessness, of humility, of service going around preaching the good news planting seeds of hope in people's hearts and everywhere that there was chaos and aberration in people's lives when people were oppressed by demons jesus liberated people from from powers that held them down from being who god created them to be People, the devil has demonized, has made them blind, has made them sick in, in their body. Jesus restored people back to wholeness, showing his power over all things. And he was killed. And the Bible prophesied that he will be killed because God is a God of justice and human sin must face justice and God says that Jesus' life is that justice his death is that justice being served the debt that human beings owe God for the bad things they've done to the world Jesus Christ absolved it all in himself and he didn't end there he gave us a clean slate he opened the door to his own life, the way he lived. He opened grace to all that those who will believe in him and call on his name and call on the Father by his name and live his life and be empowered by his new spirit will be able to function just like the way God created human Adam to function. Jesus was the doorway to a new reality. In Jesus Christ, there is this window, this life awaiting you. He says you should take it on. It's like something you put on. You get rid of the old man and put on the life of Christ. The new reality. And what does this reality entail? This reality entails exactly what the life of Jesus entailed. Communion, a life of prayer. A life of always seeing the bright side of things 
a life of truth, a life of holiness, a life of peace, a life of seeking to help people, a life of compassion, a life of service, a life where in the middle of the storm you are confident of who you you know, who your father is, a life of control, of dominion over all situations, over storms, over evil, over pestilence, over temptation, a life of victory over temptation, victory over sin, a life that is not just imaginary for us as human beings, but a life that is available for us now through Jesus, through the Spirit of Jesus that we can invite into our life to lead us, to guide us, to change us, to to help us live out this new reality, a grace that is available for all, a grace where we know what true joy and true happiness is, and we know that we have a generous Father, a life where we have relationship with our God as Father and Son, we are adopted sons, God is our Father. He owns the world and everything, and we are his children. The life of purpose. Jesus went about preaching the kingdom. The life where we discover our purpose. In everything we do, we are preaching the kingdom. As well, we are working. We have a career. Jesus was a carpenter. He was doing something meaningful with his life. life where when we get into a place healing comes there solution comes there a life of impact so if you are listening right now and Jesus is not your personal savior you don't know Jesus as the one who can open this door to a new life that life you've always expected that life where you've always longed for for things for you to feel at peace with God, right with God. It is available for you now. You can say this short prayer, Heavenly Father, I thank you for the revelation of Jesus Christ. I thank you for your love towards me that made Jesus to come to this world, to live for me, to die for me, and to be resurrected for me. I accept the life of Jesus as my life. I live in this new reality. I live out the kingdom values and I am inspired by the Spirit at all times in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So in the midst of a pandemic, how do we respond? For those of you that are believers, just look at Jesus. In the midst of the storm, how did Jesus respond? He commanded the storm be still. In the midst of adversary, in the midst of Pharisees lashing at him doing this, hitting, strife. He was faithful. He was focused on the Father. He went into his secret place to pray. He prayed till he sweated blood. In the midst of the pandemic, Jesus was faithful, was true, was sure, was confident of who his Father was. How would Jesus live? So this might be a new revelation for you, a new reality for you if you are already in Christ that you should more than ever now try to adopt 
the life of Jesus when things are not going so rosy. And I just wanted you to read out some places in the book of Ephesians that will remind us and help us to be true to who we are and to really help us to understand who we are in Christ. Ephesians 1 from verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise and glory of His grace, wherein He had made us accepted in the Beloved, in whom we have the redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace wherein he and abounding towards us in all wisdom and prudence having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he had proposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in christ both which are in heaven and which are on earth even in him in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worked all things after the counsel of his own will that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. In whom we also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom after you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit, which is the earnest of our inheritance, until the redemption of the patriarch's possession, until the praise of his glory. 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus, Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Amen. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us also believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which you have in Christ, when you raised him up from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and has put all things under his feet, and given him to be the head of all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Just imagine who you are in Christ, seated in heavenly places, above all things, above all diseases, above all sin. This is your beautiful hope in Christ. There's nothing I'd rather associate myself with. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So I am seated above all things, all powers, so I can live this life with the kingdom and the presence of the Lord with me every time, despite everything that is happening around me, and I still experience God in the new reality that Jesus has made available. And this story doesn't end here. This story is for you to recognize that you are part of this system, this world, and this grand story of God redeeming his people for a purpose. And what is that purpose? That in due time, he will gather everything onto his own place. That you are able to really tap into and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and live and walk 
the earth like when I walk for God and spread the kingdom of God on earth, awaiting the coming of the Lord, where he will gather all things to himself. You don't want to miss out on this great future and this great plan and this great purpose God has for your life. You need to really imbibe yourself and imagine yourself and immerse yourself in this new reality by reading the word of God. If you're a new believer, look for a Bible-believing church and fellowship with others and ask questions. And there's more to discover. Download the Bible app on your phone and just read. You can start from there. Amen. Praise the Lord. I hope you've been blessed. So we'll stop here. The second part of this series will continue. And I hope and I thank you for staying tuned for this long. And I hope to see you in the next podcast session. Thank you. God bless you. I love you guys.